On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about falling again to the Eagles. But guess what? It's Bears Week. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. Rodgers lets it fly, has Watson, he's got it on his feet and he's in for the touchdown! Hey there everybody and welcome back to Pack It Up Packers Pod, this is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan, hello gents! Yo, hey there, Ryan. Yo, 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 it's a good week. It's a good <laughs> yeah. It's a real good week. Is it a good week because we know a mobile quarterback won't be going up against us after we just gave up 157 yards to another mobile quarterback good? Correct. That's why I asked that question before <laughs> we started. Are we 100% confident about that? Uh, or are we just emotionally withdrawn enough that, meh, crack, <laughs> yes. last <Yeah>. week happened. <laughs> it's been 48 hours. We've had time to recover. And USA won, so go soccer? Mm. Who cares? <laughs> oh, gosh. Sorry, all four listeners. I'd rather talk <laughs> losing Packers. Yeah, it, it just feels like it just feels like the Packers played their opponents. The unfortunate oh, yeah. thing is they're losing more of those than they're winning, but they can sink all the way to the depths of whatever the hell we watched uh, against the Lions. But then they can also pretty much go toe to toe with the Eagles where take away a few mistakes by our wonderful quarterback. We're it actually is. right back in this again, but drink. I want to talk. Game. Yeah. When, when Ryan it's says a, take two uh, plays away, win, win this thing. <laughs> yep. So I want to start. I want to start <laughs> with our quarterback. That's my question to start this off. How irrationally confident are we that Jordan loves the future quarterback of the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> oh, not at all. As, but he's a Pro Bowler. He's got yeah, that, dude. Did you see what he just did? I believe Jordan that just leg. like I believe Aaron Rodgers doesn't have anything left. I, I believe it the same amount. Yeah. I mean, yes, he had a nice game. There were some scripted plays. Watson was wide open and made a very athletic catch and run. Yes, he looked good. He looked better than he has, but no, not no. He looked so much better than he has. Yeah. And it it was in a game that started off with no hope, and you're like, wow, this is the night they quit, and it's the end of the season, that then gave you hope, then gave you a Rodgers injury, then gave you defensive mistakes, special team Fumble, botch return, followed by great returns. Like it was an amazing emotional roller coaster. It was fun to watch sports on Sunday night after the first two to three minutes of that game. Uh, we got through that part, and then Jordan Love. Like, what if Rodgers goes out and Love looks looks terrible again? You're like, oh man, like, well, we got to hang on to Rodgers. But you come in, he hits the pocket in that cover two defense. He hits the slant on time. He's playing with confidence. He looks calm, cool, collected. It's everything you wanted to see out of this draft pick who's been riding the pine for so long since what was his last game was that start against Kansas City, right, where he did not look good. So to see that is promising to say we have our starter week one next year. I, I don't know. Pump the brakes. We still have a four time MVP at quarterback. Like 
he might still have something left in the tank. I know he's not playing great right now, but uh, it sounds like we'll still have Rodgers, uh, but we'll see for how long. Yeah, I know I think, it was an incompletion, but the throw to Cobb was insane. Like, that was insane. If that would have been a catch for a touchdown, it would have been something that we talked about for a lot longer. Granted, I agree with everything that Dan said. This is Rodgers' team from now and the foreseeable future. But if you can have a backup quarterback throwing, you know, cross body directly into Cobb's chest, okay, all right, I'll take it. Okay. The other thing I like to see, two things. The other thing I like to see was it felt like the teammates were behind him. So from a personality perspective, the locker room seems to respect and enjoy him, not saying anything against number 12. They just also respect and enjoy number 10. Uh, and the other thing is you put up a couple performances like that and you give us options in the offseason. Maybe you don't pick up the fifth year. Maybe you do pick up the fifth year. Maybe it's trade bait. I don't know. But you give us some options by playing well. So that's enjoyable to watch. Even if the end of this year is watching a backup quarterback throw to rookie wide receivers, it's going to give you something to watch. I think you hit it on the head there is it, it it's a different vibe, you know, Rogers brings an intensity with him, you know, and he expects certain things and they have to be a certain way. And if they don't, they know they're going to get yelled at But Jordan love. It's more easy. It's a lot, lot less, less restrictive. I feel they, they play a little looser. You could see Watson was wide open a few times. He hasn't been that open in a bit. Um, you know, he's had these contested catches a ton, but like he was running great routes, uh, when, when love was in. So it's, it's interesting. And you're right. We have options. Now we get to see hopefully a couple more games with love. I really hope we see him. I mean, if we're not making the playoffs, let's see what we got with our first pick, why we traded up. Let's see if we have something to trade or if the locker room isn't with number 12, I have no idea one way or the other. But it gives you an option in the offseason to possibly get rid of Rodgers. Maybe there's some trade capital there that we can capitalize on. Who knows? Um, but you're right. It's options. Would it? Would this statement make sense? And maybe I'm not phrasing it right, but let's see if you understand where I'm going with it. To build off of your comment about the way the players play when the different quarterbacks are on the field. When 12's on the field, if you're a 22-year-old, trying to figure out what route you need to run, what the coverages are. It's almost like you're playing for Aaron Rodgers, right? Like he's dictating the office and I better be perfect because he's demanding perfection. When you're playing with a guy who hasn't played as much, you're playing with him. Like you're going to figure it out together. Let's just go have some fun. Is it that kind of difference mentality, like playing for versus playing with? I totally, totally think so. Yeah, it's like uh, dad versus brother. You don't want to upset the dad, but you want to – in that camaraderie of uh, we're all the, the young brother. guns together. Yeah. Like he is 15 I, years I, older than these rookies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The age gap is a sophomore in high school. <laughs> yeah. And we know that Rogers doesn't do well with his brothers. So I can only imagine what. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, where we yeah. had to dig on him at some yeah. point. <laughs> but let's, let's talk about this. Watson. I don't remember where I read it, but if you expounded these three games, he's on a level that is just unreal. And the thing about it is he scored touchdowns in every fashion. And this touchdown versus the Eagles was a hundred percent him burning four secondary players to get to the end zone for 63 yards. Like I 
I was high on him, and then I got nervous, and now it's just like this MFR might be the real deal in terms of that deep threat to the point where he might be the best deep threat option that came out of this draft. And there's a lot of games to go, and we got some guys over in Detroit that have to get healthy. But but it's just it's exciting when he's playing at a top level. It is unbelievable to watch. It's also very exciting. Not only that he's doing well, but it doesn't take getting him the ball 10, 12, 13 times for him to have this success. He makes plays. Give him the ball and he will do something with it. And now that he's gaining the confidence, you're seeing more and more of it. Like, yes, we saw it week one. We saw a little here and there when he was playing a little hurt. But now that he is confident, he's healthy, he knows the playbook, man, he, you're right. I, Him and Dubs, man, I can't wait for the next five years. Hopefully we have a quarterback that can get him the ball, but great finds. Confidence is the big thing. He's playing with confidence. And go back to first play week one, what would his stats be? Yeah. If he just closes his two hands around that football and takes it to the house. The stat you were looking for, Ryan, I think, only five wide receivers have more touchdowns than him this entire season, and he's done it all in the last three weeks. That's just stupid. I don't don't, don't care if you're a rookie or, you know, Keenan Allen coming back from injury number 38 in your career. That's an impressive stat. It really feels like we have something, and Josh, you stole it right from my notes. I said we could have something excited to get Dobbs back. Because let's get those two together. Let's get some reps with both of them on the field and see what we can get going. And in. then you're going to get those safeties being like, who the hell do we cover? Because you're going to have two legit options plus Cobb underneath plus Tunyon. So this is the what they drew backs. up in the draft room. Do you know what's interesting is I was going to bring up somebody and then Josh started listing off people and he didn't even list it. Where has Alan Lazard been for, I don't even know. He's been he open. Was a, He's he. I thought he was going to be our possession guy. He was I going to be the one. guy that, and it two catches just what I couldn't get happening? off mute fast enough. I thought you were going to say Josiah Daguara. You didn't even mention Daguara. Yeah, Lazard number. Uh, you know, wide receiver number one. Um, it the only thing worse on that projection was Josh's projection that Sammy Watkins was going to be wide receiver number one. Hey, it was looking good. It was looking good week one, boys. We were so off this year. <laughs> yeah, Lazar's back to his blocking role. Um, he's counted on to pull in some contested catches, but Cobb is looking more athletic in the passing game than Lazard is. And now that you got Watson playing with confidence, you put Dubs back in there. Lazard's back to his. A wide, wide receiver two through four role, depending on the play Three. being called. Yeah. I mean, and he's not even being looked at first. Like, he, it's consistently not being looked at his way. Uh, you know, it's being drawn up for Watson, for Cobb, for others. Um, and that's concerning in itself, you know. So, obviously, Rodgers isn't even looking his way more consistent. So, because um, we know Rodgers loves to get the ball to who he wants to get the ball to. So, <laughs> Have you watched enough film, Josh, to see if Lazard is attracting any attention? No, but he has been open. So the Eagles had him locked down a little better this week. But the past two weeks, he was running wide open. And I I was wondering why he wasn't getting the ball. Um, 
I love like the mental image I make when you say he was running wide open is he's got half the field to himself. He's got his arm. There were a couple plays where he's just like waving his arms and he's like, Hey, I'm here. Like, don't forget me. (laughs) Can we, uh, can we call out on top of, you know, the wide receiver depth chart, much, much, uh, talked about. Doesn't it feel like, I think Collinsworth made a comment about this and everyone can hate their own announcers. I love Chris Collinsworth. I, I think he sees so many things live in real time and calls it back immediately. Uh, the offensive line is back. Like they got their combo that they probably should have been playing with a while ago. Rodgers has time again. Like that's part of the improvement in this passing game and getting it to wide receivers was he's got some time. Yes, he got sacked. That's a good defense. That's one of the best teams in the league. Rodgers had time. A.J. Dillon had holes. This line looked real solid today, today, Sunday night. Uh, but that that's a huge difference in this offense being able to put up 33 points against a good team. Yeah, I think that goes back to health, too. Uh, you know, I, I think we were bit by the injury bug through uh, while we were playing awful football. So, like, it, it didn't help out the situation at all. And I think you're seeing that later on. And I think you're even going to see it more. I, I wish we would lose all the games coming. I, I don't. Think oh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. But uh, but I think th- that we're going to see some good things that will get us excited for next year and really show not that I want to keep our GM or anything. I still want him gone, but he has built happen. a good foundation for us to build off of. Do you guys watch AJ Dillon run and sometimes wish he didn't go so hard? Or that he leans a little bit more forward. I'm joking. So Lean no. backwards. <laughs> Lean back and do the rockaway? What are you talking about? He he falls he he falls most of the time without anybody actually tackling him because uh, he's just not balanced. He's just so excited. Yeah, he's just like yeah. He's like a little Giants running back getting the ball for the first. He reminds time. Like, me of uh, Derrick Henry when he was like his first or second year. He didn't really realize that he could run over everyone, and then he finally realized he could. And now you see Derrick Henry now. Maybe maybe that'll come. Maybe it'll come. The play I'm referencing. Let's see if you guys remember it. He catches a pass in the flats. And there's three Eagles defenders waiting for him. And A.J. Dillon's game is I'm going to go full speed into you and run over you. But he goes full speed, gets leg whipped, gets nicked up, runs off. And it's like there's a different way to take that hit, too, and, like, still deliver a whooping, but maybe not into three guys at once. Like, maybe pick one and go shoulder to shoulder with them. But Or I, stiff I think, arm and go sideways. I think or... there's a conversation that he needs to have in the offseason with other bruising running backs on, you know, longevity of career while – while yeah, being he, a he can't he can't just lower his shoulder and run into a crowd that that's how he falls forward yeah you get us some yards but you could score a touchdown big man like man like every take every impact he makes and i know there's a statement about playing against the defense and wearing them down and that's why i think we run him so much in first half so to open up aaron jones in the second half but every impact he makes i'm just like ooh, okay he got up ooh, okay he got up <laughs> it's those are violent collisions, and I just uh, I'd like him to sometimes maybe run out of bounds and <laughs> live to play another day. Uh, other notes are running backs, as we just talked about, had 20 carries and eight targets. Probably should be higher on the former. Aaron Rodgers, two interceptions. I was harsh on the one to Tunyon, and then as Dan pointed out through a Twitter post of our former backup, it was just a good defensive play. So. Regardless, well, 33 points, 
33 points. It was good defensive play, but the tight end, Tyler Davis, needs to run his route horizontally. He, he would have caught it. Cut across the field. Kurt Benkert tweets out that when the throw is made, he's on X yard line, whatever it was exactly. And then when the interception is made, the tight end had faded four yards downfield. Four. And, and that that is strictly a trust throw, that the quarterback throws it trusting the target. I was going to say wide receiver, the tight end in this case. The target is going to run horizontal and cut off the safety from being able to do that. He did the exact opposite, faded, gave the opportunity for a rookie safety to look great. It was a great play by the rookie safety, but uh, the point was you can't put that all on Rodgers. Yeah. Don't put Tyler Davis on the field. Come on. <laughs> Remember coming into preseason, we were like, they say they got something in Tyler Davis. We yeah, but none of us believed it. Nobody. This podcast was so anti Davis from the start. I'm very proud. We've gotten a lot of things wrong this year. We're usually steady. That was one that we absolutely nailed. Maybe it's because they were comparing Tyler Davis to DeGuara, and they thought DeGuara was a Kyle Jusek-type Pro Bowl-level H-back for us. And then they're like, well, if Tyler Davis is playing the same level as him, we got something at Tyler Davis. Like, oh, they actually are just both not good enough for this roster. We should have drafted a tight end. All right, so uh, are any of us mentally prepared to talk defense? Well, I just want to give them a shout-out. They they held the receivers in check, A.J. Brown, specifically for a matchup between two of the members of this podcast. Devontae Smith only picking up four receptions was Ugh. awesome. But the rushing game, 363 yards. Every single person that rushed the ball for the Eagles, whether you're Hurts, Sanders, Gainwell, or Scott, all had double-digit long runs. Hurts and make all the jokes you want about hurting us, but Miles Sanders was doing whatever he wanted. Our running defense was poo-poo. And not even the good, solid log poo-poo. It splattered all over the field. Oh, my goodness. This this is this new is dad a, talk. This here. is a new dad, 100%. <laughs> He's been analyzing them a little more than the average 30-something male. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Yeah, I think I've made a comment in the last month about our run defense not being that bad. And uh, have a slice of humble pie straight off all the sweet potato pie I've been eating. Uh, I'm going to have a slice of humble pie. Uh, I've got two statements to make. One is I hope Savage is okay. But isn't it kind of interesting? A, he got benched. He comes out. He's benched even in nickel defense. It was Nixon and Ford out on the field. He comes out in dime, first play, sprains his ankle. Again, quick recovery and all that. But it's interesting as a fan to see your starting safety go off the field and, and think we might not be worse off for that happening. Yeah, I, I still will never understand. He's played so bad all year long how he had, how he didn't get benched. Like bench him just at the start of a game and bring him in, like not as a starter, you know, bring him in later to sort of like wake him up a little bit. Like he's not he's not playing good, and Nixon's think? flying all over the field, oh, and so is so Rudy. Good. So like, yeah. why not put them out there? At least Those they're going to go for it. Do you think there were a lot of missed tackles? Quay Walker, Adrian Amos couldn't even get to the tackle to miss it. So maybe Savage gets to the tackle. But do you think Hurts breaks the rushing record for quarterbacks if Savage is still on the field? Like he was making <laughs> us look that stupid. If we had one more guy out there to miss tackles, so that that you know, quick recovery. I'm sure he's a great guy. 
The other thing is, you know, I'm just sitting here hypothesizing. If you could be a fly on the wall in meetings this week, what meeting would you like to sit on the most? And I'm going to just go ahead and put that question out there for myself. I want to hear what Joe Barry's talking about in these game plan meetings. Cause what are you doing, brother? Well, the floor has already come out and said, hey, it's, it's not Joe Barry's fault. No one's going to be fired. This is a collective. Well, then collectively, y'all suck at game planning. Hey, let's let them run like crazy. That's what and they that's build off him. of, and that's what they're they'll great. Spy. And and well, no, when they spied, well, wait, they couldn't well, get there. Yeah, yeah. They, I think that's. I think this that. is the one, the game that you we've missed Campbell. This is the game we really missed Campbell because we were asking Quay Walker to spy, but then Austin, it was too much. Yeah. It was too much. We needed that secondary help. But and 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 Barnes can't get there either. But then they go to the single high safety. They protect the run they dare them to throw and hurts is barely 50 percent we have good coverage against the wide receivers they're daring them to throw in the second half yeah they still scored some points it's a good team but the defense was a little better in the second half and hurts didn't run as crazy in the second half it's like this this isn't that complicated once again like halfway through the first quarter when hurts is sitting at 80 yards rushing you should go single high and make him throw the ball and see how it turns out what took so long yeah yeah and and i want to be the fly on the wall in the players, like when they're hanging out, I want to hear what they're saying about Joe Barry. I want to hear if they're making fun of the game plan, if they're criticizing the game plan, because every week it's the same thing. He, it's clearly the defensive game plan because everybody's doing it. They're doing it consistently. Um, yes, they did have a spy, but they only had one linebacker on the field every time they ran the spy. So they had a ton of corners playing man coverage or going back into coverage and when you're playing zone against Jalen Hurts, you're not going to catch him. You're 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 worried about him throwing down the field. So well, like you're saying two different things. When you're playing zone, when you're playing man, yeah, man. Sorry, man. You're not going to catch him. So like that was the whole first half. It was it was awful. Yeah, we were playing great coverage. We were locking down their wide receivers, but Jalen Hurts got 200 yards almost in the first half. So I mean, it. Do you think I, in the locker right. room? Go ahead. You're right. I, it doesn't make any sense what Joe Barry's doing. Do you think in the locker room they're playing video games and they're like, oh, you're playing as the Packers. It's third and 14. You better back off 20 yards and play off coverage. <laughs> I I bet you Jair has had some good one-liners. Uh-huh. Like, 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 I'm not even going to pretend to to say something that will make me look real bad. But You know, he'd just, probably say uh, something that would make me like him more. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, I bet he has. So I, I want to say, I just wonder, like, when they're when they're sitting in the game plan meeting, there's like, why are we doing this? Like, I I get the Eagles put you in the position where you need to defend the run, but then they also have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, and you got to respect that. Uh, but we weren't defending the run, so you need to adjust, stop that, and make them beat you a different way. And you can't wait until the middle of the third quarter to do that. And I have just simple. Why do we wait so long? You talk about Keyshawn Nixon returning kickoffs. You tell me you didn't see that in practice. Yeah. I, I do have a question for you guys. Mm-mm. What? What do you think of? Um, fuck. A I just statue lost of the Nixon question. outside of the Lambeau Field because he's the greatest returner. Five five. Five five. Enag bar? No, okay. Here's the question. Russell Douglas, 
has he lost it? Did we overvalue <laughs> what his year was last year? I, he's not looking good. He's not looking no. good. He's getting beaten consistently. He's still aggressive. I still like him in the tackle and, and uh, fill in for the run. Um, but no. in man coverage. No, because listen to what we've said about every player in our secondary this year. Jair's getting beat a little more often. Stokes has lost it. He's in a sophomore slump. Savage doesn't have it anymore. Amos has lost his step. Maybe his career's over. Yeah. Now we're on to Rasul Douglas. Maybe Rasul Douglas has lost it. Why'd we pay him money? No, it's not. Like, we didn't go 0 for 6 in the secondary. That's true. Uh, and yet, he was getting burned in man coverage against a, a, a supreme athlete that's eight years younger than him. He was put in a bad spot there. I love the – there was comments about Jalen Hurts throwing a beautiful ball on that fade route that kind of turned into a back shoulder that's impossible to defend. I'm like, that ball was not perfect. It was just a great adjustment, and you can't defend back shoulder. Jordy Nelson days, right? Uh, but, no, I I think Russell Douglas is fine. He had a bad game. He showed some of his weaknesses. You know, he's, he's not a pro bowler by any means. Would it be interesting to be able to compare that same performance against what Eric Stokes could have done out there? Yes. But those are the guys we got. I'll take Rasul Douglas uh, as part of my team any day. I also think that he could not have gone any higher than last year. Like he he was out of his mind, you know, and we said that coming this year of like Campbell and Douglas could not have played better last year. There is there was zero percent chance they were going to match it this year. They were just you were just hoping they were in the same realm this year and it. Yeah, just think what happened. If AJ Green turns around, Russell Douglas isn't as big of a hero as he currently is. <laughs> it, like, and that has yeah, nothing to do with Ros- what Russell Douglas did Take in coverage drink. on that play. <laughs> I do have a drink. We started. <laughs> we started talking. About, yeah, we started talking about Nixon. It was an atrocious start. That first kickoff was got the willy nillies out of him. And then the man actually probably had our best special oh, team man. game in the last decade. Like, unbelievable. So the, he's the only player man. in the NFL, the only player in the NFL this season with multiple kick returns of more than 50 yards in the same game. I mean, he's the only him, one? Get him and Ruby Ford's, yeah, in the same game. So, I mean, that's a tall bar to hurdle. Uh, but uh, that's impressive. And we had Amari Rodgers out there for the first 10 weeks. So, again. What's We've had Amari so Rodgers out there for two years. What the hell? And and let's end on a high note, too. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, let's end on a high note. Uh, 55, Kingsley. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the pronunciation of yeah. his name, we may have learned. He said Enag Bar. I don't know if it was Barre mm. or Bar, but Enag. Bar. Like, a, like Nags, Nags Head Beach or something. I think I said, I think I said it right. I think that's Nag one that I actually said right. I love what I see. Yeah, if you heard him. it on the Pat McAfee show. McAfee. McDonald's. For a fifth round pick, I love what I see. Like if he was a first round pick, maybe you'd like to see a little more statistical production. But man, he's hustling. He's making. He he is statistically producing on top of that. And he's strong. He's strong. And we talked a little bit off air, off camera, as they say in Hollywood. Uh, Justin Hollins just made some fundamentally sound plays. And look how low the bar is for us as fans this year. He held the edge and made a tackle. We're like, whoa, who's this guy? He chased down Jalen Hurts. That's what made me love him. I'm like, no one else could do that on our team. Rashawn Gary might have. But yeah, that was, that was like, impressive. That was like five minutes later. He chased down and got a second tackle. But it was funny because on that play, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, 
that place shouldn't be all that impressive, but the bar is that low as a fan that Justin Hollins is now known by every Green Bay Packer fan after signing 72 hours ago. It was just basics in football, but that's the kind of stuff. And and I thought Jerron Reed, to throw his name out there too, was hustling. He was running downfield. Yeah, they were getting beat. Like The, the scheme was not working against that Eagles run game. Uh, but he was hustling downfield and, uh, you know, trying to make something happen. So I, I appreciate that. Gentlemen, 55, Hollins, Reed, thank you all. Hey, and Tariq Carpenter, hey, Bar, second game with a tackle. Way to go, man. Wow, we're <laughs> bottom of the barrel <laughs> fishing. <laughs> no, well, I'm going to, I'm going to end on a high note because that was atrocious. This is, uh, according to Jacob Morley. 2022 edge class. Agnagbari is the top of the list in terms of pass rush win rate at 17%. So Hutchinson, Karloftis, all those guys, he is actually better than every single person in the 2022 NFL draft at the edge he oh, was better than them in it, the NCAA too. He was the didn't he have the highest win rate? He did Pass. out of yeah. Is it South Carolina? South Carolina. Yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, playing good competition on a on a lower level team, right? Like not yeah. a team stacked with talent where the attention was going elsewhere. So that was impressive. One last thing on the defense, and then I guess we gotta talk about what we're gonna do this weekend. Uh do you think LaFleur called Jim Leonard? No, because no, LaFleur doesn't do anything season. LaFleur will call Jim Leonard after Jim Leonard becomes Alabama's defensive coordinator in about two months. <laughs> hey, like, Jim. Uh, hey, is it too late? I do everything too late. <laughs> <laughs> he needs this, to, though. It would be the perfect opportunity to say, Jim, come be an analyst for two months. The writing's on the wall here that I might have to make some changes at the end of the season. Help us finish strong, and then there's this might be your position. If he doesn't make changes and we have another bad season, people will be calling for Matt LaFleur's head. Oh, for sure. But it's got to, it would be next season. I mean, it's yeah. way too soon to call for LaFleur's head. But No, he still uh, has a chance. He's showing some flaws here not making changes fast enough. And it, maybe it's you know part of the organizational structure that is a weakness for the Green Bay Packers is there's no singular owner that can call LaFleur and be like, you need to make a change right now. It you know Murphy and Gutekunst aren't calling him saying you got to fire a D coordinator like the coaching staff is his decision they're on the player and the talent development portion uh, and you know maybe he's he's young and trying to be nice and play a full season out or it's his mentality that you get a full season uh, but it's it's time to make a change so how's how's that going to look uh, changeless going into next weekend. Well, let's see. It is a beautiful midday game in Soldier Field. The high at game time will be 39 degrees. We get right back into that cold, cold. These guys are are fighting, are fighting to either get a good draft position, which the Bears would have the number two pick as of right now, or the Packers. Do they try to get to five and eight? Either way, this has just not been a pretty season, and I can't believe somebody on this podcast was so hopeful that a certain Bears team was going to get to eight wins before they just started rolling in the L's. But Packers are not much better. Points per game, they're separated by a point. Points against, they're separated by two. Total yards per game, they're separated by 16. Boys, these guys are twinsies in the most uh, beautiful way even when you look at their quarterbacks throwing interceptions, the biggest difference 
is uh, in the rushing game where Fields has pretty much matched Aaron Jones for yards and has five more touchdowns. So what do we make about this Bears team that, I mean, they were making trades like crazy three or four weeks ago that looked like they were trying to bottom out. We're on to backup quarterbacks to let Jay Fields rest. Do we go in there and still take care of business? Or is this just going to be ugly fest on December 4th? I mean, I think you said it. Justin Fields is the Bears. (laughs) Um, And without him, I don't think they stand a chance in this game. The Packers are playing better football, finally. They're not, you know, the offensive line is playing better. Yes, the defense gave up rushing yards, and the Bears are really good at rushing, but they're good at rushing when Justin Fields is on the field um, to distract the linebackers and to create the motion uh, going the opposite way. So uh, the Bears, listen, like this is the worst year I've had predicting teams. I don't think I would have gotten half of the playoff teams right this year um, if, if you ask me at the beginning of the year and that's not normally the case this is a weird year there's some really good talented teams on paper that aren't showing up um, Packers being one of them the Bears aren't one of them but <laughs> um, but yeah it, hopefully we get a win in this one you know I, I selfishly sort of want to lose out just to see if we can get a top five pick and see what talented young stud we can have <laughs> um, yeah we'll back that's probably the reason we win this game is the team on the opposite side of the field is equally as excited for some talented young stud that they can pick at the top of the draft. If if this was the Bears of two weeks ago, I think that was pre-Justin Fields' injury, uh, I'd be legitimately concerned that this is a loss. It feels like Luke Getze, their offensive coordinator, former Packer, uh, figured out what he had as a talented quarterback that can run the ball and then layer in the pass just as a as a threat. Uh, just in time, you know, just in time for them to commit to Justin Fields long term, I think it not contractually, but just to understand they do have a talented quarterback. Uh, they were statistically producing. They had just enough fight in them to win close games and we suck just enough to lose close games. So the prediction on this would have been much different. But a Justin Fields is injured and it doesn't feel like he's coming back in time. We could be wrong on that. It's Tuesday as we record. Uh, but the injuries that are even more affecting even more so affecting my prediction that the Packers can take care of business here and that can layer into what we think about draft picks and winning or losing at this point in the season. But Eddie Jackson and Darnell Mooney got hurt last week and are out for the season. So you look at a a great wide receiver that they struggled getting the ball to until recently, uh, and then their safety that is the play caller, shot caller, baller on the back end of that defense is now going to take the rest of the year and uh, he'll be back next year. So, you start to look at that depth chart and like, ooh, there ain't there ain't much the Bears are cooking with. And you look you start to think about that draft pick that we talked about. They traded away Roquan Smith and now they could be looking at a top five draft pick and replace him with Will Anderson Jr. right away. I don't think the Bears are that interested in winning either. So I think the uh, the Packers are too prideful to to lose this game. Rodgers is talking about playing. We still got Aaron Jones. We still got these rookie receivers we're developing. There's still a two percent chance we make the playoffs. ESPN stats and info says it's a two percent chance. Yeah, who lost to make that? So awesome. they're gonna they're gonna come out uh, ready to win, and they should they should take care of business here. Oh, the Commanders! I think the Commanders are 
Yeah, I think, I mean, especially if Fields is in play, the rushing game is solid. Herbert's had a fantastic year, all things considered. He's had He's a third or less too. carries as Montgomery. He is out? Oh, Herbert's my lord. Yo, Bears fans, earmuffs. If we don't fucking beat the Bears this week, <laughs> I'm going to be so fucking pissed. And Lucas Patrick because, out. Yeah, because you got Mooney out, and you got Cole Komet, you got Montgomery, and you have St. Brown. Those are your top three receivers. Sammy Watkins be third on the Bears for reception yards, and we don't – I don't remember the last time I saw him even play for the Packers. So I, there is <laughs> – offensively, this is a disaster without fields. This is, I mean, I, we have to, we have to take care of business. And I, we had a discussion before we jumped on. Do you hope that Campbell comes back? Does Dobbs come back? Do you save them for this game? Get them through the bye with an extra two weeks. To me, this seems like a, a, a perfect scenario where you say play. Maybe it is just a half. Maybe you take the Bakhtiari of you kind of ease them in. But if you're Campbell, this would be a delicious game to be a part of that. You're just trying to control Montgomery and kind of do what you need to do in the center. I wouldn't mind seeing him for a half this game. Like it would, I, I would enjoy coming back that you're not immediately thrown into uh, the Rams game, but uh, this offense is, it's, it's okay when it's healthy and it is not anywhere near healthy. So I, <sighs> Justin Fields has more rushing yards than Aaron Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Less attempts. Almost 80 yards. Almost 80 yards a game. It's unreal. We talk about Aaron Jones so much, and Justin Fields has more rushing yards. Again, that's a coaching problem on the Packers, not giving him the ball enough. Uh, but, yeah, without him, the, you know, trying to throw to Chase Claypool and Equinemius St. Brown and Dante Pettis, uh, I don't care how many yards off we play. You can't let them score enough to beat you. Because the, the defense of, you know, to use the phrase like your father's Chicago Bears, this is not the father's Chicago Bears defense. The the linebacker core has Jack Sanborn playing at middle linebacker. There is no Erlocker or Smith. The defensive line does not have Akeem Hicks. There's no one there to be scared of. The secondary is still solid without Eddie Jackson even. But they're hurt. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're looking forward to a good draft pick, and, and we are too. Josh has made his statement, but I want to go on record because we've been talking for a while. I think we called the Aaron Rodgers health situation as playing out exactly this way. The thumb's going to become a little more critical. They're going to become out of contention. They're going to say, Thanks, oh, kid. Rest. now they get to layer in a rib injury on top of it. It makes this uh, storyline all that easier to announce that he's going to sit the rest of the year if they were to lose this. Uh, but uh, the way I look at it is you still want to watch good football. You still want to see promising good plays from the Packers. It's just if they happen to lose, you take solace in the fact that you can go look at, ooh, what happened to our draft pick? Because <laughs> single-digit draft pick with this team, if you can be healthy and have the right coaches in place, uh, adds a pretty good weapon to what we thought was a roster that could get us to the Super Bowl. Uh, but – Go out there and win. This is like the game plan, the locker room speech, the the Joe Barry sitting in there, you know, trying to pep his guys up. This is a pride game. Like you're not out of it. You got to win it. Uh, this is a pride game. You, well, it, luckily, it's the Bears too. Like praise the Lord, we're playing the Bears after the Eagles when we're almost out of the playoffs. Because then you know they, it's a rivalry game. You know they're they're gonna show up. They have pride in owning the Bears. Rogers definitely does. Rogers I'm does. Sure, that's yeah. why he wants to play. I think so. Um. 
So there's a previous coach on their staff that used to work in Green Bay. There's previous players that play for the Bears. So, I mean, it's a motivated game. Um, and you're right. I, hopefully they do carry that through the year and just get get the ball to the young boys. Get get the young guys on the field. Let's rest our studs that we need back next year. You know, let, let's you can still go. Got. You can still go nine got. and eight. You can still go nine and eight this year. And you can't do it unless you win. So I think that's the whole storyline in the locker room. Is like, we are above 500 football team. We all believe that. It starts this week. Go kick some ass. It's as simple as that. And reassess over the bye week. Yep. They're going to need a lot of things to go their way if that's actually a playoff contention, but one game at a time. The one and no mentality. The one and no. So I had my MVP so prediction right for- last week with, with Christian Watson. I said he's going to score a touchdown. Right. We're going to be going crazy about it. So you want me to get started on predictions? Uh, yes, please. Yeah, I, probably should. I, typically, I write it down and, and come with a game plan, and I'm just making it up on the spot here because that's that's how invested we are in win or loss at this point. We just want to see some good football, gentlemen. Just show some good football. I do. I just want to be entertained, and I was very happy with the heart I saw from the Packers last week after going down 13 nothing technically uh, very quickly and looking like crap. Uh, so I think they can play with that same heart. It doesn't look like it's all lost uh, in the Packer locker room and in the Bears locker room without Justin Fields, without Darnell Moody, without Eddie Jackson, without Khalil Herbert, without Roquan Smith. I think they're they're good on this season. So uh, there's no way there's no there's a way there's there's I don't even know how to say it. There's a way we can lose, but there's no way we can lose. OK, it's like is Bach is if is Bach going to be Bach or is Bach, Bach is be Bach. There's no way we can lose, but there's a way we can lose. Um, so I got Packers. Uh, tw- we're going to put up some points. We're going to have 31 points. And the Bears with the old Trevor Simeon, Nathan Peterman combo. That was a fun storyline. Uh, we'll give them 17 because we're still going to let David Montgomery run all over us. Uh, but 31-17 and the all-star for us. Let's just keep going with Christian Watson. Let's just get him another <laughs> 80 yards and another touchdown. And just keep riding this Christian Watson train. I like it. I like it. I like it. I have the Packers winning as well. Very similar score, but 27 to 16. Um, I think the Bears will get some yards, but a lot of field goals, not a lot of touchdowns. Um, MVP, I honestly don't even know anymore. who who knows who's going to show up on offense? Watson will write. Oh oh, you just flashed who I'm picking. You just flashed. Dog Bray. He's going to show up, get a sack, maybe cause a nice little turnover with those big arms. He's a strong man. But yeah, I I think the Packers dominate in this one, and we see what we have wanted to see all year, and the Packers control this game. Yeah, I have the score twenty seven to ten. Oof. You know what? I'm coming full circle with a dumb, dumb pick for my MVP. It's Rasul Douglas that's going to get an interception. So I just, uh, I it just need they just need to put together a complete game. I mean, they're you take away the a mistakes against game. the Lions, the the Cowboys. We had moments of being out of it. The Eagles. We had moments of being out of it. Just put together a complete game. Get people fired up about it's the Bears, and I'm sure Rodgers is going to say something and do something. It's just we got to win. Like, we got to win. I know that we we joke about this draft pick to some extent, but 
I'm okay for the rest of the year, us beating Chicago and Minnesota and then just wrapping it up with six wins. Fine. That's good. Done. That's what I would like to see. Remember when we were predicting game of the years and we had Bills and Eagles and Rams and all these intense games? Now the game of the years is just beat the Vikings when we see them again. Like, that's all I need. <laughs> yeah, please. That would be amazing. Because they might win the Super Bowl and we'll never. Mm, don't go that far. Uh, I did. I did have my game of the year as the Cowboys game, and it was the game out. of the year. That worked out. Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so that'll do it uh, for this episode. We hope the Bears still suck for one more week, uh, and yeah, we'll catch everybody next week. Thanks. Go back. Go.